0: What's up, Cinema Possessors? Jack here. Just wanted to pop in and let you know that this week we have unlocked a very special episode of the Cinema Possessed bonus materials. These are bonus episodes that you only get if you subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash Pod. We're a little crazier. We're a little looser on the bonus materials. We talk new movies that are out in theaters. We talk movies we've never seen before, blind spots. We do top five lists of all sorts of things. You can get a bunch of great movie recommendations by subscribing to the bonus materials, so check it out. If you like what you hear, subscribe to the Patreon. You'll get a new episode every other week, plus the entire back catalog of bonus content. There's a ton of great stuff on there. Head on over to Patreon.com/CinemaPossessedPod and please enjoy this unlocked bonus episode. <laughs> Hey, welcome everybody to the Cinema Possessed Bonus Materials, the bi-monthly bonus episodes where we talk about more than just what's in our collection. I'm your host, Jack Bishop, and with me is my co-host... I'm Justin Asian, And my other co-host... Corey Clifford. And today, we are talking horror comedies. But before we get into our top fives, let's just talk briefly a little bit about what we all... Like, don't like, what What do you consider a horror comedy? Corey, what, what, how do you define a horror comedy?
3: Horror comedy, I like, uh, well, the reason I like it is because it's more tangible for me. It's like I I will have a release. Sometimes when it's like straight up 100% horror, like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre or something, it's like, oh, yeah. there's no relief. Like you kind of want some mm-hmm. relief.
0: Comedic relief. Yeah, I get that. Justin, how about you? Are you a horror comedy fan in general? And what do you like or don't like about horror comedies?
1: I think horror and comedy go hand in hand. Okay. I tend to like when the horror comes first and the comedy is an afterthought. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't really like a comedic movie uh, as much that has uh, horror, horror vibes. But that being said, I think there are plenty of great examples of hilarious movies that take place in a horror space and so i tried on my list to include movies that were more traditionally uh intended to be horror comedies Mm -hmm. and then some stuff that is uh i don't know a little bit more spooky than funny but it's kind of hard once you once you introduce those elements of comedy it does tend to step on the horror a little bit but when done effectively The comedy can be a relief in between the horror that actually makes everything much more effective. But often it is done kind of poorly, in my opinion. Sure, sure.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think for me, my preferred horror comedies are the ones where the, the horror is at the core. You know, it's mostly a horror movie, but you can still feel the humor of the filmmakers coming through and it's consistent. It's not, you know, every horror movie has a laugh or two. But to me, I wouldn't call a movie a horror comedy unless both are consistent. There has to be a consistent feel of horror and a consistent comedic tone to it, my opinion. It's kind of hard to define the rules of it because you could set a rule of like, I don't want there to be any intentional jokes in my horror comedy. I just want it to be like naturally organically humorous. But then that would take a lot of things off the table. So I don't really want to make a hard rule. I just will say that the films on my list are typically ones where the horror is for- forefront first and foremost and the horror itself is tickling me yeah. you know like mm-hmm. the the actual drama of the horror is reading as humorous and funny as opposed to there being intentional jokes and things like that put in there however yeah. i do you know i can't make the hard rule because i do have some in there that have intentional jokes yeah.
1: i do think this again like this spike lee Top five. Mm-hmm. This was incredibly hard. Yeah, There's so many left on the cutting room yeah. floor. I a lot of like we have to, yeah, We have Same. to acknowledge. I do think. Can we try yeah. starting with one honorable mention? Okay. Then going into our top five. Sure. And then circling back to other movies that no, we I like were that. I considering love that. I,
0: I love to do it.
1: Okay. So so then technically, let's let's just say number six is our honorable mention, not part of our top five. Yes. And let's pick one. So okay. do you guys need I got, a second I got. I got
0: a perfect honorable movie I honorable do mention. too.
1: Okay. I got mine ready. Do you want to start, Jack?
0: Sure. My honorable mention is Man Bites Dog. Okay. Ugh. Wow. The reason why this didn't make my list is because it's <laughs> way gruesome. too intense. Jack yeah.
3: showed this movie to me when I, I was in high school yeah. and I had just gotten my wisdom teeth taken out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, we're like, it's so cute. Just started dating. Bring over some fun Horror movies, and <laughs> yes. this is what he decided yeah. to bring.
1: Didn't he also show you irreversible no, or anything? No, he I didn't. He showed me
3: kids, and it uh, spoiler alert made us not have sex for a lot longer than probably Good, I was. Bad move. Yeah, yes, we were laying in bed. bed, and I was like, I think I'm ready to have sex with Jack, and then he showed me kids, and I was like, Nope, never mind. Yeah. Yep, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me and Marianne, we're like laying in bed and Jack brings us over and- I bring I over mean, Man Bites Dog. Horrifying. And they were, they were did instantly you like,
0: this is not movie. what we wanted to- do. How did you introduce I it said, this them? is a very scary movie. It's also quite funny. I think you're going to like it. And about 30 minutes into the movie, you and Marianne were like, yeah, this is not what we were <laughs> thinking. And we kind of want to turn it off. We did finish it. Well, yeah, we watched the whole thing, but it was an intense- So for those who don't know this movie, this is an independent Belgian movie from 1992, and it's it's in a mockumentary style, and it's about a group of young documentary filmmakers who are following around an active serial killer. And at first, they're sort of just watching him and and interviewing him, but as he starts to continue on his journey of murdering people, they end up becoming sort of active participants. And the movie is very clearly a satire and it's about violence in films and violence in our media. And it is quite funny. And there's a really great lead performance from Benoit Polvorde. I think that's how you pronounce his last name, who is very funny. And there's a lot of, I think you will laugh quite a bit watching this movie, but the reason why I can't put it on a list of horror comedies is because the horror is so Intense and gr- I mean it's true. It's an NC-17 film. It is truly disturbing. It's truly graphic. It's very shocking to the point where you don't come out of the movie with humor in your gut. You don't come out of it with laughs aplenty. You acknowledge the humor that is there while also being legitimately disturbed by your, what you're seeing. But I think it's a brilliant film. In a lot, very much like Starship Troopers, it is satirizing with its horror.
3: Well, that will bring me into my honorable mention and just show you how different Jack and I's horror comedies are. Is that this is the end is my honorable mention. Love
0: this is the end.
3: Um, the Evan Goldberg, Seth Rogen film. Jack and I recently rewatched this and I was just cackling. Very funny. This movie is so funny. Danny McBride is the standout for me in yeah. this movie. Uh, It's a horror in the sense that it's the end of the world. apocalypse times. I mean, this is definitely more of a comedy than a horror film, but there's, uh, you know, there's gore in it. Well, I think, yeah, I think it counts because while it is
0: predominantly a comedy, it is- A horror scenario. And it's when it does the horror, which it does frequently, it is for the most part trying to do it effectively. Yeah. It's trying to be scary and exciting and intense, even though 90% of the movie is comedic.
3: Yeah. Jay, what, how do you say his last name? Bar- Baruchel? 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 Or, or
0: Baruchel? But yeah, I always he's, said Baruchel. he's really great. I Bechamel. mean, everybody's. Yeah, Bechamel, like the sauce.
3: Everybody's great in it. It's funny. If you haven't seen, and it, they're all you playing haven't themselves. seen it in a really long time, mm-hmm. it's a really fun rewatch. Yeah.
0: Good honorable mention. Thank you. I had it in mind, too. Justin. Well, my number six,
1: aka honorable mention, came out the same year as Labyrinth, mm. and there's a Labyrinth connection to it. 1986's remake, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, that's a great
3: directed one. Directed by Frank
1: Oz. I, okay, again, don't usually love musicals. This, to me, is a little bit funnier and a little bit more coherent and a little bit more exciting to me than Rocky Horror Picture Show. I am blown away by the special effects in the movie. The puppetry is incredible. So good. The way... The we were just talking about this in Labyrinth, like the way this practical plant sort of evolves and moves its mouth to the music. I haven't seen puppetry like that since Labyrinth. Yeah. Ellen Green, who plays Audrey, is incredible. 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 I can't believe a person like that exists. (laughs) I don't know how that character was created. Like it almost feels like a groundlings character that then somebody put into a movie like an Elvira or Mm -hmm. something, but she just like her demeanor, her voice, her performance is incredible. Rick Moranis is great in Mm -hmm. it. Uh, Steve Martin, who plays a sadistic dentist who loves, uh, torturing his, his patients
0: uh, bill, bill, uh, bill murray's very funny too in his little bill, part.
1: bill murray who loves being tortured by steve martin <laughs> um so funny
0: did you um did you re-watch it recently i did yeah did you watch the original ending by chance what's the original ending the one where they take over the entire world and it goes on like a 15 minute long. It's sequence. a special no, that feature.
1: The director's cut. The director's yeah. cut. yeah. I did not see that. I
0: have to say, I had never seen it before. And last year we went to, um, a Halloween uh, screening with Justin Michael and mm-hmm. he showed it and it blew my, the alternate ending blew my fucking mind oh, because it's so it it's all puppets. It takes the premise of the plants take over the world and just gives you like a 15 minute, Plants Taking Over the World monster movie. Mm -hmm. And you look at it and you're like, this looked like it cost $20 million in and of itself.
1: Why did they cut it? Why was that not the original theatrical release?
0: I forget exactly what the reasons was. I think it was just a downer, you know, Mm -hmm. something like that. They wanted a more upbeat, happy ending. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, they they literally kill everybody. They destroy the whole world um, in the most glorious way. And I think just the people... People who were putting it out and paying for it were like, nope, and they made them go reshoot it.
1: That's stupid.
0: But Yeah, highly recommend the the alternate. It
1: makes me want to contemplate a horror comedy with you. I'm sorry, a horror musical with you.
0: Okay, Mm. let's contemplate, baby. Mm. Well, I think we're now in the real list, so we're starting with number five. It's tough. This is tough. My number five, horror comedies, The Cable Guy. Oh, This one is probably the, The closest one on my list to being like an out-and-out comedy, which it is, but the reason why I think it still works for what I like in horror comedies is that it is consistently unnerving from top to bottom. It is very funny, but it's doing a stalker, sort of yuppie nightmare style. Uh, And for those who don't know, this is a Jim Carrey movie with Matthew Broderick, who Uh, invites a cable guy over to to repair his cable. He asks for free cable. Jim Carrey gives it to him, but then basically thinks they're best friends afterwards and then just terrorizes Matthew Broderick for the entire film. And I think when this movie is going for suspense, which it consistently is, it's effective while still being very funny. Uh, And that's because Ben Stiller directed this film. This is, I think, his second Feature as a director and he you can tell he loves the genre. He loves the thriller genre and he makes a legitimate thriller out of this fairly broad comedic scenario. Mm -hmm. I've always loved this movie. I think it works as both a thriller and a comedy. And that's why it is number five on my favorite horror comedies.
1: Yeah. a Movie that was. So hated when it came out Mm -hmm. that everybody, even who hasn't seen the movie, perpetuates that it's a a terrible movie. So if you're one of those people, go out and rent it and watch it. I promise you, it's not what you think. Well,
0: and think about the fact that where Ben Stiller is now. This is the director of Severance. This is the director Mm -hmm. of Escape at Dinamora. We know that he is a visionary director, and this is... Early work of his, where you, mm-hmm. I think you can see that he yeah. was a visionary.
1: You're and you're a huge Walter Mitty fan, you big have, Mitty. Walt, you have Walter Mitty action figures. <laughs> I am
0: Mitty mad, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I am a Tropic Thunder fan, big time. Yes,
1: Tropic Thunder is incredible.
0: Corey, what is your number five, top five horror comedies?
3: My number five is American Psycho. Woo! woo, woo, woo. When I first saw this movie, mm-hmm. it was truly a horror movie to me, yes. I mean, I think. Watching it as I get older, I see the comedy of it more. I think when I first saw it, though, like it was hard for me to even see the comedy. I was like a scared. teenager, yeah. and I was like, "This is terrifying." Mm-hmm. Now it's very—I mean, Christian Bale's performance is hilarious. Yeah. I mean, also still very scary, but very funny. Um, it's a classic movie. You think about this movie, I feel like this movie comes up in conversations. It's so in pop culture. Yep, iconic, iconic, and yeah, I think it rides the
0: line perfectly. Of being a real out and out horror film, mm-hmm. but having all the satire, all the humor that is like imbued into the tone of it that if you're plugged into it, you'll laugh your ass off watching the movie. Yeah.
3: Justin?
1: My number five mm-hmm. is Quentin Tarantino's Death Proof.
3: Nice. Wow.
1: Mm-hmm. That's good. His one and only horror movie. To a Two Degree. He wrote From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. But it's not his. You know what I mean? Yeah. Written and directed by Tarantino. Yeah. Part of the Grindhouse uh, movie release with Robert Rodriguez is uh, Inferior Planet Terror.
0: (laughs) I agree. (laughs) Uh,
1: There's some good stuff in there, but overall, kind of lame sauce. Um, But Death Proof is an example of something that does the horror incredibly well. Mm -hmm. When I first saw that uh, car crash. Yeah. You know, what was that, 20, 30 minutes into the movie? Mm -hmm. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's probably
0: the best car crash, visceral car crash murder sequence I've ever seen. It's horrific.
1: He's he's basically eliminating the entire cast Mm -hmm. right away, resetting the whole movie introducing a whole new cast of characters and the car crash in and of itself left me with chills for days. It made me want to finally wear a (laughs) seatbelt. That's true. Yeah. You hadn't been, you were like one of
0: those anti seat.
1: I don't, I I drive with my eyes closed. (laughs) You would literally go up to people who were wearing them and you would be like, why are you wearing that? I I was a seatbelt snipper. I would take scissors (laughs) and cut people's seatbelts (laughs) off. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Um, but yeah, and then the, the whole second half of the movie becomes pretty comedic to me. Yeah, uh, with the characters, the whole shtick, the fact that they're they're you, you have like these stunt characters who are searching for this rare car and t- mm-hmm. to do a specific game, and it just escalates into an over the top uh, death.
0: Sp- yeah. Yeah, the first high stakes
1: death sequence.
0: The first half of the movie is a unique but fairly traditional horror movie. And then the second half is like a total deconstruction. Yeah. Of horror movies and slasher films in general. And yeah, it gets starts to get very comedic Mm -hmm. in the second half.
1: And the way that they beat up on Kurt Russell at the end. Makes me laugh so hard every time. And
3: you know, Kurt Russell gives one of those kind (laughs) of like when they kick him in the head. like. The last
1: yeah.
0: The physical shot. performance that Kurt Russell gives in this movie mm-hmm. oh. is hysterical. It's mm-hmm. very it reminds me like what what Leonardo DiCaprio is so good at doing too, and stuff like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, yeah. Wolf Wall Street, where he can be so physically funny. You forget that because he's a serious actor, yeah. But he can be so funny, yeah. And Kurt Russell, same. It's right. like he's so funny in
1: the again. Movie. Just the the, co- the brilliance and the confidence of the director to to make. I mean, you know, the whole movie is kind of grindhousey, but like the intro of Kurt Russell is meant to be terrifying. He's yeah. Meant, he's meant to make you uncomfortable, mm-hmm. and the reversal at the end where where the tables have turned and now he is the the mouse and they're the cat. Yeah. And they're terrorizing him and he just wants it to stop. And he's Mm kind of like screaming in pain as they beat up on him. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Very funny. Very funny indeed.
0: Well, my number four is a little bit of a risk for me because I've only
3: seen this movie once. Ooh.
0: But my, my reaction to it the first time I saw it. Oh
3: my gosh, I wonder if I know what it
0: is. Was so strong. I had such a good time with the movie that it always stuck into my mind as a great example of a horror comedy. And that is the movie Baghead. Oh. Bag Baghead? I love it. I mm-hmm. love Baghead. This is a Duplass Brothers mm-hmm. movie. It's mumblecore horror. I believe it was their second or third film that they made. It's about a group of actors and filmmakers who are traveling to a film festival. They all bunk up in a cabin together and they start to get terrorized and eventually picked off by a strange man with a bag on his head that people keep seeing in the middle of the night. It's mm-hmm. so good.
1: Yeah. It stars. I think we watched
0: it together. Yeah, we, we did. did. Yeah. It's got Greta Gerwig. It's got that Steve Zissus mm-hmm. who was in togetherness mm-hmm. and puffy chair. This is such um, a good choice. I remember just being one mesmerized by the performances. I thought they everybody in the film was so natural and realistic and funny. I just remember laughing my ass off and by the time it starts to turn into horror, which comes like probably about 30 minutes into the movie, I remember being on the edge of my seat that I could, I like puffy chair and I like a lot of the mumblecore stuff. So I wasn't surprised that they were making me laugh and making me have a good time. But when the horror was working on me so well, I remember being shocked that they were able to pull it off. And so I could rewatch this movie and be like, it's not as good as my memory, but in my memory, this was a fantastic horror comedy. Well, I'll
1: rewatch it
3: and we can talk about it next. I time. almost put um, Creep. I almost put Creep on Man. my list, but I've only seen that once, and I couldn't remember because I remember being, it being really scary. But yeah. because it's Mark Duplass, I'm sure it's also funny. I remember Creep being
0: fun, but having issues with some of the horror stuff and being like they didn't quite nail it for me.
3: Mm-hmm. Creep One definitely nailed yeah. it for me.
0: But but I like Creep too.
3: Um, okay, my number you like creep four, also or I
0: creep like creep also I don't actually like yeah. creep two.
3: <laughs> my number four again maybe it's more of a comedy but it's definitely horror too. Shaun of the Dead, Shaun of the Dead it's masterpiece. That is um again Jack Shaun at the high school and you had a poster of this movie in your bedroom. I sure did. This movie was the first movie that I ever saw of who that whole gang. Edgar Wright, Edgar Wright and
0: Nick Frost Cornetto trilogy yes and
3: Simon Pegg. They are so funny. I I became so into them and like love all of their movies. I mean, hot buzz, all of it. I just love them all so much. And the horror in this movie works in the way, I mean, it's a zombie movie. It's definitely more comedy, but there's some legit when they're all breaking into the bar and stuff like that, that feeling of like, ah, just get out, get out, get out.
0: Um, I loved it. Yeah, to me, it feels like what I like about Cable Guy. It's clearly it's a comedic filmmaker who clearly loves the genre that they are parodying, quote unquote. You know, it's it's obvious when you watch Shaun of the Dead that Edgar Wright is a huge horror movie fan, zombie movie fan. So he's doing those parts right. And he's giving you a real zombie movie in the midst of giving you a very funny comedy.
2: It's great. And that's good pick. My number four. Thank you, Justin. Number Number four. four, Justin.
1: I bet it's on one of your lists. Number four is American Werewolf in London.
0: It is on my list. I knew it was
3: going to be on Jack's list. Did I
1: spoil your number one?
0: No, it's not my number one. Okay. It's my number two.
1: Um, yeah. I mean, what's there to say? Doesn't John Landis, classic movie, saw it when I was young, wasn't expecting the comedy, appreciated it for the horror. Mm -hmm. Some of the most awe-inspiring creature effects I had ever seen still hold up today. Yep. Um and introduce this Scrooge Nightmare Before uh, Nightmare a uh, 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 Christmas Carol element to it of this dead friend yeah. who, by the way, his death in the Moors in the beginning like really haunted me. Like this idea that it's brutal you can't help your friend mm-hmm. and your friend is gone. Mm-hmm. And then coming back and being this sort of like warning to you I thought it was such a compelling way to tell this werewolf story. Yeah. Um, I love
0: it. Yeah. I'll piggyback. So this is my number two. It's a classic. And I think it kind of sets the bar for what a horror comedy, how well a horror comedy can work. You the body horror two. Is so good. It's my number two. Yeah. And that's because for the most part, it is a horror film and mm-hmm. a very effective one. Yeah. It does all the horror as good as you would ever want it to be especially in a monster movie. In fact, it it revolutionized it. It did it better than any monster movie Mm -hmm. had ever done it at the time.
1: Still to this day, the best werewolf transformation scene.
3: Absolutely. You can't get a
0: better werewolf horror movie Mm -hmm. than uh, American Werewolf in London. But on top of that, it consistently makes you laugh because the characters are funny. The dialogue is funny, but it's never done in a way that pulls you out of the movie. He, he rides the line just perfectly where it feels natural and authentic coming from this group of people. And even when he introduces the supernatural stuff with the dead friend talking to him, it's still
3: creepy. It's hard to look at. It's so gory, but it's funny. It's conceptually yeah. funny. The lines are funny. Fun fact, when Jack and I were on our honeymoon and we were um, in London for like a day and a half, uh, I was like, oh, we have to go see theater. And we went and saw a show in the West End. And Jack... For the one thing that he got to do, made us go all around all of London and take pictures um, at every scene from American Werewolf in London.
0: Yep. Beware the moon. Yeah. Love the film. Okay. So we're now we're at my number three. Yeah. Which is Killing of the Sacred Deer.
3: Whoa. Oh. Did not see that. Coming. No, This neither. is Yorgos
0: Lanthimos' follow-up to Dogtooth, The Lobster. Both of those films, and a lot of, you know, Yorgos's movies are comedies that are dark and sort of twisted. Mm-hmm. And they all are a little sadistic. They border on horror. Uh-huh. But Killing of a Sacred Deer, I think, is him actively trying to do a horror film.
1: Yeah. What did you
0: find funny about it? Everything. Mm. Yorgos' movies have this very sort of pitched up tone, or pitched down tone, really. He, he gets these sort of like monotone performances out of people that make his comedies funnier and make his horror movies funnier as well. The the premise of this film is is it focuses on Colin Farrell, who is a a heart surgeon who accidentally kills a patient on the operating table, who is the father of this young boy played by Barry Keoghan. And um, Barry Keoghan ends up putting a curse on Colin Farrell and his family. It's going to slowly kill his family. They're all going to die unless Colin Farrell chooses one of them to kill. And if he kills one of them, it'll end the curse. And he can't fucking do it. He's so unable to take action that he, he tries to do everything he can to prevent all that from happening. And it, what it creates in the movie is this sort of series of comical, terrifying, terrible moments. And when I watch it, I laugh. Every time I watch it, I'm laughing the whole time. And I love it. It's just, I think it's one of my favorite movies of the last six years. Mm-hmm.
1: I like, that. like all his movies. Me too.
3: Okay, my number three... Death Becomes Her mm. On my honorable
1: mentions Oh nice so, Robert yeah. Zemeckis yeah.
3: directed mm-hmm. Meryl Streep, Goldie Hawn, Bruce Willis I mean I'm a, I love this movie so much Again a bit more of in the comedy world But is horror um, They're trying to find the fountain of youth essentially And are yeah. doing And they essentially die and It's their very body, horror Yeah I, I mean there's so much body horror for sure
1: Yeah Maybe one of Bruce Willis's funniest. Oh my god, he's hilarious!
3: And Goldie Hawn and Meryl Streep are just the top of their game. They're both absolutely stunning in this movie too, and they're like physical comedy. Yeah, the very end when they're like walking down the stairs and just their body parts are falling off left and right. It's Mm -hmm. so funny. It's creepy. It's the best. The ultimate cautionary tale. Absolutely. I know, especially living in Los Angeles as a woman. And I'm always like, should I get a little nip or tuck here or there?
0: Yeah, it's, it feels like a Tales from the Crypt movie mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And Tales from the Crypt was always very comedic with its horror as well.
3: Absolutely love it. Justin, what's Justin. your number
0: three? My number three, much like Corey's,
1: Beetlegeist.
0: Ooh! Ooh. As yeah,
1: Beetlejuice for any of y'all mm-hmm. listening. Uh, Beetlejuice, Tim Burton, huge impact on me when I was young. Mm-hmm. All his movies, Beetlejuice probably was like the culmination of of everything I I I loved about his gothic horror. I was mesmerized by uh, Michael Keaton, so such an underrated comedic actor. Um, Winona Ryder, also brunette, huge crush, uh, loved yeah. her. And I mean, the movie has just so many main characters. Mm-hmm. You have Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis get, die in a hor Like you don't see that car wreck yeah. coming in the beginning and they drown and they're dead. And then they're <laughs> ghosts for the rest of the movie. So they're kind of main characters. And then you have. Beetlejuice, the the title character. Beetlejuice, title character, also main character. Kind of a creep, kind of a bad guy, but also, what is he? I mean, is he- Can't not love him. Cannot love him. Uh, And then, uh, yeah, Winona Ryder, also the main character, and her
0: hysterical
1: fucking family. Yeah.
0: in the world building in this movie too, because you not only get, they're not just ghosts haunting a house, you also get to go into the underworld of ghosts. Yeah. And see this whole fantasy- creation of tim burton's
1: this bureau this underworld bureau that he creates the man with the shrunken head the The woman
0: who's chopped in half
1: the dead football players like there's so many iconic characters that are also unsettling like it's it's a weird cartoony stylistic horror movie that also manages to be effectively creepy and scary Yeah. Uh, While being hilarious. It's like
0: gothic comedy, which I would say also Death Becomes Her. It's very similar. Yeah. Great Danny Elfman score, too. Mm, Beautiful score. Yeah. Well, you already know my number two. So, Corey, let's just go right to your number two.
3: (sighs) Okay. My number two, Get Out. Jordan Peele's Get Out. I think it's one of the best horror movies I've seen in a very long, like newer ones, yeah. horror comedy. I was blown away when I saw this movie in the theaters, like truly blown away. I feel like it handles heavy, hard topics in such a interesting way. Mm-hmm. The performances are incredible. Daniel Kaluuya is just, just, I mean, out of this world. Allison Wilson I think is so good in this movie and has really kind of fallen into this with Megan and stuff like that is really um, uh, she's not a scream queen, but is doing horror films that are interesting. It's been a yeah. a smart choice for her after girls. I think I just I loved this movie. We watched it again rather recently. It hits so hard. Yeah.
0: I think when the when it's funny, it's so funny. It's extremely funny.
3: Lil Rel is so funny. In this and it movie. ends
0: the movie with the funniest. Yes. However, you don't think it's a comedy. I don't know if it, I don't know if I would quite define this.
2: I don't know if it has enough
0: comedy for me to ever call Get Out a horror comedy. Hmm, But that's just me. I would be more likely to call Us, Jordan Peele's father movie. What? See, I would opposite. A horror comedy because I think it's more of the movie is actively going for a comedian. I love Us, but Us to me... Is
3: is horror a hundred percent?
0: Well, I think for me, when US opens up the world, when it reveals that everybody in the world has it, it then becomes a horror comedy.
3: That's true, and there is some really funny stuff with like when it, the, when it is introduces it Steve Zahn
0: Tim no, Heidecker, Tim Heidecker when it introduces Tim Heidecker and Elizabeth Moss's doubles, they're tethered. They are both actively funny. That's I true. think
1: most people would consider Get Out comedic.
3: Oh, I mean, it has comedy in it for sure. I mean, it's ex- it's a dark horror comedy for sure. Like, it is scary. I think if or-
1: you can call Man by Dog a, Thank a, a, you. a horror Thank comedy, you, she can call Get Out a horror <laughs> <Thank> comedy. <you. laughs> fair, fair.
3: Okay, Justin, you're number two.
1: Number two is really, really challenging for me because it was a toss-up between two films that I both think deserve this spot. I'm but-
3: afraid that it's all, it's gonna be, go, just go. Okay. The same
0: number ones. Yeah.
3: Not no, afraid.
1: I know my number one is different than yours. But I'm wondering if I this took a. T- too. I I rolled the dice on number one instead of giving this number one. But for me, it was ultimately a toss-up between Evil Dead 2 and Army of Darkness. And I, even though Army of Darkness is a funnier movie, far funnier than Evil Dead 2, I think Evil Dead 2 is perfect horror comedy. Me too. So I gave, I gave it my number two. I really wanted to, to give it to number one. But I like you with Baghead. I'm I'm taking a chance on my number one. Mm. But just know when I say Evil Dead Two as my number two, it's still my number one. <laughs> but I I'm I'm giving it two just to honor another film. That I kind
3: of I... can't believe I didn't put Evil Dead Two on my list. I guess I kind of thought like, oh, well, we just did Evil Dead. Oh wow,
1: but so... Evil
0: Dead Two is my number one.
3: Really?
1: Yeah. Hmm. Um. But yeah, just real quick on Army of Darkness. It is so fucking funny, the whole premise the the evolution of so we've funny. talked about this in the Evil Dead episode, but what's so interesting about Ash as mm-hmm. a character to me and as Bruce Campbell, an actor, yeah, is I can't think of another actor that you watch grow three movies in a row into a better actor every single time, yeah, and finessing the character with Evil Dead two giving Ash more of a heroic, slapsticky, and comedic element, and then Army of Darkness adding a narcissism and an ego to it that takes it over the yeah. edge. Plus, you put him in a medieval setting, um, and it's just a recipe for hilariousness. However, I do get more bored of watching Army of Darkness. Well,
0: I would also argue yeah. the flip side, that Army of Darkness just does not have nearly enough horror to even exactly. call it a horror film.
1: Yeah, none of... none. Very little of Army of Darkness is is scary.
0: Yeah, it's not even really trying to be. Yeah, you know, I don't think Beetlejuice is necessarily trying to be scary, or even Death Becomes Her. So that's that. That's the reason why those didn't make my list. You know, because yeah. I love Beetlejuice more than anything. Yeah, but to me, it's it's more of an outright comedy. Right. In the same way that I think Get Out is more of an outright horror movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not quite mixing them enough. And yeah, Army of Darkness, I would just not call it horror. Just comedy with horror Just a straight up comedy. Evil Dead 2 is a perfect horror comedy. Yeah. It's the most fun of any horror comedy that you can get. Mm -hmm. It does try to be scary for a lot of it, but it is like fully embracing the fact that it's funny too.
1: What do you think? What is your favorite? You don't have to even say the funniest moment. What's your... Do you have a favorite moment of Evil Dead 2?
0: I really like the whole intro thing. Like before, mm-hmm. um, like the whole thing of Ash coming to the cabin with his girlfriend, her getting possessed, him cutting her head off, mm-hmm. her attacking him in the shed. That whole sequence is just slam bang amazing mm-hmm. to me. And the movie doesn't really stop. That's it hilarious. Does the, stop. Them coming
1: to the cabin and seeing this... Yeah. Dealing <laughs> the with the mess. The mess. Is
0: so funny. And I think the reason why I like that first part so much is it's like a it's a one-man show, basically. It's it's a little like play that's just tailor-made for Bruce Campbell. It's a riot and it's inspirational. You every it's another one where I watch it and I'm just inspired to make a movie after yep. after I watch it. Incredible. That's my number uh, one.
3: I feel goofy for not having it on my list. It's okay. What's your number one, Core? My number one, and I'm honestly shocked this has not been on either of your lists, and I thought it for sure would be, but my number one is Wes Craven's Scream. Mm-hmm. It's That's my, I mean, it's one. Scream is one of my favorite movies. Like, it's so scary. It was like, I would say one of the first horror movies probably I was able to watch, and like...
0: Yeah, same.
3: I love, I mean, I've watched this movie countless times, never gets old. I love it so much. I mean, I've watched all of the sequels um, and remakes and all of that and stuff. And some of them I really like, but the first one just stands the test of time. Yeah. That opening on Drew Barrymore. I've been that for Halloween. Nev Campbell. Come on. She's the number one scream queen of my life. I absolutely love it. I think it's hilarious. And I think it's also extremely scary.
0: It's a great film. I think it rides the line perfectly, too. It just barely made it off my list. You know, it's an honorable mention.
3: Matthew Lillard is hilarious. And uh, Jamie Kennedy Jamie Kim, what's his name?
0: Um Jamie Kennedy.
3: Jamie Kennedy, the two of them together, I mean, they're comedy gold. And it's doing it's doing a
0: satire, you know, it's it knows what kind of movie it is, very much like Death Proof deconstructs itself. Scream is constantly deconstructing itself while also being true to a horror film. It's mm-hmm. trying to it's actually trying to scare you and it's effective. I think Scream is also my number one favorite horror movie. Hey, uh, I wouldn't argue with that. Justin, what's your number one? Hit us with it.
1: Well, I would say Evil Dead 2 is my favorite horror movie okay. of all time, uh, but since we're doing horror comedy, I wanted to give a shout out, my number one, to a little-known film called Bubba Hotep.
0: Hmm, interesting.
1: Also starring Bruce Campbell. For those who are not familiar I I don't think most people Never heard this movie. know about this movie but when I describe it to them they're all like what the fuck I can't bo- I want to see this movie <laughs> I thought movie. I showed
0: you this movie Cork
3: I don't know Bruce
1: Campbell plays Elvis Presley mm-hmm. or a man who thinks he's Elvis Presley and he's an old man in a retirement home who can barely pee he is uh, befriends uh uh Ozzy Davis. Davis who plays a Man who thinks that he's JFK. So again, you have two legends who are dead, who are <laughs> are are found in a retirement home, and they battle an ancient Egyptian money who <laughs> mummy who sucks the souls out of old people's assholes. I'm looking
3: at pictures <laughs> of this on IMDb, and I must see this movie. This looks insane.
1: It to me, it's hilarious. It's emotional. Yeah. The uh, it's not. A scary movie, but it lives in the world of I would, horror. I would
0: argue, though, that it does, when it's doing its horror, I think it is trying to be kind of scary. Mm-hmm. It's maybe not the most scary. It's not super successfully scary. Yeah. But I do think when it's when it's showing you that mummy and it's sucking the souls mm-hmm. and they have, you know, it's it's not like it's not trying to be scary. Right.
3: Oh, my God. One of the girls in it is on a reality show that I watch, mm-hmm. Southern Charm. It has one
0: of my favorite lines in it where Ossie Davis says, uh, want a ding dong and then Bruce Campbell kind of looks at him funny and he goes not my ding dong a chocolate ding dong well i guess mine would be a chocolate ding dong <laughs>
1: yeah the movie is filled with great lines hilarious fight sequences um again and it, we don't see a lot of movies that deal with getting old yeah and to live in a retirement home the whole time and and it's taking Bruce Campbell is taking the role. The filmmaker's taking this character very seriously. Mm-hmm. The Don
0: Coscarelli was the director of yeah. Phantasm and mm-hmm. John dies at the end.
1: Yeah. I mean, he's a sad character and nobody believes that he's Elvis. And he, in this world, he had all the fame of Elvis. Yeah. And now he's just kind of left to rot. I think the movie does leave you with a lot of things to kind of think about. It's a good film. Um, it's a
0: good film. On, other, just quick honorable mentions. Yeah. Cabin Fever is a yeah. very funny Fun horror I film. I put that
3: on my honorable mentions too.
0: Um, the Lighthouse is a very funny mm. horror film. Mm. I would also say Midsommar is a very funny horror film
3: as well. Mm. More straight up horror. I would also say um, Housebound. That almost went on my mm-hmm. tops. Yep. I love that movie. It
1: was on my list until I rewatched it. Oh, yeah. really? It didn't quite hold mm-hmm. up.
3: Oh, uh, I yeah. haven't seen it
0: except for the one time. A very, very current one, but I think is great. Barbarian. I have that on it too. Mm-hmm. Barbarian
1: Classic. is a very funny. It's horror film.
3: so good.
1: Can I run through my list? I have Hit a it. long list of movies. Hit that us with it fast. Drop dead gorgeous. Good love. Dead alive. Yep. Slither. Okay. Uh Drag Me to Hell, Love. also by Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. Cape Fear, I find very funny.
0: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's intending to be as funny. I mean, I Come think, on, I think
1: is the way with humor. he
3: antagonizes them, I'll is allow hilarious. It's hilarious. Drop Dead <laughs> Gorgeous is one um, of the movies I really want to get us to do on the main. Pop. Sure,
1: I think what we do in the Shadows is one of the. Best I had that
3: one too. Documentaries, yes. mm-hmm. crying, um, laughing, the werewolf scene. Jennifer's
1: oh. Body is one of the most mm-hmm. underrated horror very movies. Good. Very good. Uh, which
3: reminds me, Idle Hands mm-hmm. Great one My dad's favorite movie, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil That's fun <laughs>
1: Return of the Living Dead Very funny The Frighteners Very funny Jeepers Creepers <laughs> but then, And The Loved Ones
0: Oh yeah Which is, twi- that's, that's almost more like yeah. Man Bites Dog stuff Yeah, exactly Where it, the, it's twisted humor mm-hmm. that is almost overshadowed by yeah. how intense the movie
1: is All this to say is there's more horror comedies out there than you think It's out there
0: it's out yeah. there. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening to Cinema Possessed bonus materials. We hope you enjoyed the episode. We had fun doing it, and uh, we'll see you in two weeks. Tell us what your
1: favorite horror comedies are.
0: Yeah, hit us up. Email us at cinemapossessedpod at gmail.com.
3: Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This Mother's Day, treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited-edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their advanced eye care duo brightens and firms skin around your eyes, while the Golden Glow Body Trio nourishes and smooths skin all over.